What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Spiritual Gangsters Podcast. This is a show for all the people who keep it 100% real, who've been through life able to turn their pain into purpose, for people who've struggled with faith, yet keep asking questions and seeking the truth. It's a show for us to share our thoughts, experiences, and stories, and know that we're not alone. For all the OGs who see through the world's BS, this is The Spiritual Gangsters. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to The Spiritual Gangsters podcast. It's me, Teresa, your host, and I'm here with my good friend, um, the most magical man in New York City, (laughs) the NY Patriot. Say what's up. What's going on? How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Wonderful. Awesome. Yes, we have an amazing guest. I'm really pumped and I'm excited to hear what he has to say um, because he's well researched in a fascinating topic. Uh, For me, I'm really interested in understanding the demonic realm and spiritual realm. So um, we have author uh, and writer of the book Demons Among Us, M.R. Gorga. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And how are you? I'm doing great. Everyone doing good? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, no hurricanes here. So we're oh. okay. <laughs> You're in Florida, right? We, yeah, I am in Florida and oh, we wow. dodged a bullet for sure because it, uh, it hit the opposite coast. It hit the West coast. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm on the East coast. So I'm like about an hour from my North of Miami. Okay. Uh, so we, uh, we just got some high winds and, uh, tornadoes. Okay, still not, not <laughs> anything to sneeze at, but yeah. We survived the tornado. Yeah. Not the eye of the storm, that's for sure. No, no. Okay, well, I'm You're glad to hear up. that. Up. Yeah, so you have a book out um, called Demons Among Us, so the title is pretty telling, I think. Um, so maybe would you like to tell us a little bit about that and how you kind of like got into the subject matter? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, like you said, the book is called Demons Among Us, uh, Shocking Real-Life Stories from the Paranormal. Uh, it is a number one bestseller on Amazon, and uh, and on its release, it actually hit uh, number one in 10 new release categories, which is uh, Ghosts and Hauntings, Unexplained Mysteries, Occults, Satanism, uh, okay. <laughs> Evangelism. It really kind of uh, ran the gamut as, uh, upon its release, and um, it covers a wide swath of the paranormal and the demonic realm. Um, it covers the first fully documented eyewitness case of demonic possession in American history, Ooh. which is about uh, two decades before the Salem witch trials. Um, my personal experiences with uh, dark spirits and demonic beings and, uh, you know, invisible tortures <laughs> And um, and how the demonic actually works to influence the world around you without you even knowing it. Hmm. And you that's, can get it on Amazon right now. That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah, I, I was checking it out before. And then, do you have like a do you have a website also where people can reach you or social media? If you want, uh, I'm on people? social. I'm on social. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you can reach me at uh, on Instagram at m.r.gorga and on Facebook at mrgorga. Awesome. Thank you. Nice. Um, so like what made you get interested in researching the topic? Well, Demons Among Us, the book, it's it's actually an answer to um, a string of assaults I was experiencing, of demonic assaults I was experiencing over uh, a week long or a week to 10 day period. I was being uh, assaulted 
nightly. Um, I would wake up, be waking up in the middle of the night with invisible chokings with uh, like iron hands around my neck, you know, choking. Um, they were pressing, like pressing like into the bed, like iron on my chest, trying to press me down into the, the bed. Um, evil whisperings, uh, biting, scratchings, and things cool. of that nature. So um, Demons Among Us uh, is an answer to those attacks because the last thing these dark forces and these demonic entities want is to be exposed. They operate in secrecy. And, um, you know, and that's how they advance their, their agendas and their causes and stuff. And so the last thing they want to do is actually, you know, be brought into the light. And so I was basically like, you know, all right, you're going to, you're going to attack me. All right. I'm just going to expose the whole thing here and, uh, you know, have at it. <laughs> yeah, like two can play this game. Huh? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. No. When, when was that happening in your life? Like many years ago or? Oh, uh, Jesus. Uh, I'd say, uh, I don't know. Was it 10 years ago? Well, I, you know, I continued to have these things happen, but these what's in the book is just sort of like at the biggest episodes at that time. Um, so the string of attacks, yeah, maybe eight, 10, five to 10, between five and 10 years ago. I haven't thought about it, but so, yeah. yeah. So it's probably been a, been a while. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Very fascinating. And then um, through your research, I guess you, figured out like how to like get rid of this happening to you uh well it doesn't it doesn't stop it's not mm. like you know it's not like you know you you go through these things you you command it to go away and uh and it's that's just it i um from my personal experience um because of what i believe in my faith i'm a believer i'm a follower of jesus christ and, and when you become a follower um, of Jesus Christ, what happens is that puts a target on your back. You basically, um, you come out of uh, the influence of uh, dark forces and uh, a satanic kingdom, really. And you come into, uh, you know, under a, the government of, of God. And so what that means is that you, you've changed camps. And so now... Um, you have a, an enemy that is dead set against you advancing anything of good or anything of God or anything of Christ or anything that's good or godly or anything of that nature. That puts a target on your back, and this is why I experience the things that I experience. Mm, yeah, that's interesting. I've had that happen as well. I mean, not outright attacks like you're saying, but every time I get more involved in my faith or more serious about it especially when i get into the into the word like reading the bible right. i feel like i do experience a an increased level of like temptation or Always. like other weird like yeah. spiritual i guess roadblocks yeah no that's exactly say. how that's exactly how it works so every time you kind of up your game or every time you're called to another higher place or every time you're called to a, a deeper, uh, a deeper working in ministry or whatever, what have you, there's always going to be some, some kind of uh, demonic resistance. And so, you know, and that's the kind of, that's the kind of stuff, you know, every follower will face. It doesn't just go away because you're a believer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it gets worse. Yeah, it increases. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, um, I've listened a lot to uh, an exorcist, Father Chad R Ripperger. Ripperger. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've heard of him. 
Um, he's like really interesting. Um, so he has performed like many exorcisms in the United States. And he does say that too, like um, you, often it's people who are like actually trying to be really holy right. that then end up becoming demonically possessed or experience like you did like vexation where yes. it's like a physical like harming of you. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like uh, when you sharpen a sword, like you need like stone to like sharpen a sword. So the God actually will like appoint or allow the demons to like do certain things to us. Hmm. And it usually if we experience like temptation in a certain area, it's because we're called to holiness in that area. Yeah. Which I find yeah. like really interesting. Yeah. 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 I mean, well, we have a real live enemy. We have a real live devil. We have a real live uh, kingdom of darkness or in, in dark forces and dark demonic entities that, uh, that are against us. And the reason why I wrote the book was to kind of open the eyes, um, have, have people open their eyes to um, how it is functioning all around us and you influ being influenced by it without you even knowing it, you know? So um, that's, that's part of the reason why I wrote the book aside from, you know, writing some really creepy stories. <laughs> <laughs> Those are always fun too. Right? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, NY, my co-host here, he has another show called The Occult Rejects with him and another co-host Lux. And they used to practice magic and now mm. they spend their time exposing magic and showing people like how it works in society. Right, right. right. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. They do a great job. So yeah, I that's actually cool. wanted to ask you, uh, <clears throat> MR, if you don't mind, uh, Mr. Uh, whatever you call yourself, I'm sorry. Mr. MR. Oh, yeah, MR. <laughs> Mr. MR, that's the first one. Uh, Mr. Cork, with MR going. Uh, <laughs> with demons, do you think it's uh, possible that besides them maybe, well, I mean, I guess there's still probably some vibrational entity we can't see, but do you think it's possible they could also just be aspects inside of ourselves that we just might get in touch with and then act out because we've contacted that in our brain? I, you know uh, what I'm saying? Like, 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 put it like, uh, let's say, uh, let's say, like, uh, there's radio stations going through the air, and one just happens to be not that nice, and you decide to fuck. Your brain just decides to tune in to that station, and right. then you act because of tuning into that. Do you ever think that demons could somewhat be like that as well, or just be aspects of a shitty self of our own? That we're, <laughs> okay, me, no, that we are inherently born with, that we just act yeah. out on. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me, I'll answer that in two parts. Um, <laughs> first part will be the demonic part, which is, you know, the Bible says that he's the, uh, um, he's the ruler of the and principalities of the air, mm -hmm. meaning that he does function and operate in the air and possibly, you know, wavelengths or things but anyway so yeah so he is the prince and power of the air right um now we do have things that we have to you know sort out mentally emotionally um uh, and spiritually that you know we have to kind of um take these things to god to see what's actually you know working or op or operating and so um there's a little it's a you know it's it's a little bit, bit of both we do have a real you know, a real live enemy, a real live Lucifer and Satan to contend with. Um, but at the same time, we do have our own selves to actually contend with as well. Does that make sense? 
No, totally. And and the reason why I had even asked that is because you and Teresa were kind of talking about something that uh, I've heard. I, I think uh, I've heard the phrase called like ego clashback or something like that. A lot of magicians or when people are trying to do like uh, self-work or shadow work on themselves hmm. and almost kind of trying to remove the demons that are attached to them. It's almost like at times when it's like you're trying to do the, the best thing and become a better person. It's almost as if, uh, it's like, I don't know, is it your ego or something inside of you that would be like, no, 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 I got to latch on to something else. And then you find that, like, I just worked on all these things, but now I'm screwed up in this area. You know what I'm saying? Or I <laughs> yeah. latched on to this. It's like, I thought I was doing so good. And it's like, I went three steps forward and now taking two back. Right. Well, you can't <laughs> drive out the devil with the devil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the first, point. so yeah. that's the first thing, yeah. right? Um, and so... But yeah, you could do all these works in an area, but if you're working with, you know, a, a demonic, you know, trying to, to, to do it in a demonic fashion, whether you know it's demonic or yes. not, you know, a lot of people function in these occultic practices, not even knowing that they're rooted uh, in, in, in demonic, in, it's a satanic um, practice. Um, yeah. So when people function these sort of things, um, you know, uh, spiritualism, tarot cards, occults, Ouija board, you know, things of these nature, all these things are avenues into uh, the spirit of a person, which allows the entity direct access, access into your life or into one's life. And so, <laughs> and so if you're trying to drive out the devil with demonic tools, it's not going to happen. You can't, <laughs> You can't get rid of supernatural beings by natural processes. Yeah. I've even, uh, me and Lux, uh, my co-host on the Occult Rejects, have even said before, like, how do I know these rituals that we're doing aren't already putting us in a bad spot to begin with before we even go any further with it? That's right. That's, that's right. right. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know, it's like when people, they, uh, you know, they go in, we're going to investigate this haunted house, and then they start, like, burning sage and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's just going to make it worse. Yeah. You're calling them in almost. Yeah, I found it's like that you're just inviting them more. I mean. Yeah, I found that with yoga as well as I used to teach yoga and be very mm. interested in like Eastern philosophies and stuff. That right. And I, at first I thought, oh, wow, this is great. Like the yoga is the practice of it uh, is helping me with anxiety, depression. Like that's great. But then honestly, years later, like I practiced it for over 10 years, like actively mm. And I can say firmly that I was nowhere better by the end of it. You know, like it really didn't help. It band-aided it for a while. Right, right. I would say. Um, and I know people can argue like if yoga is like satanic or not. Um, but yeah, I think it just some of the practices can open up, you know, like you're saying, whether you're aware of it or not. It yeah, doesn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. And especially like if you, if, you know, uh, and some form, it, you know, you can use it just as a, you know, exercise, but some people take the religious aspect and that I believe is where, um, you know, it opens you up yeah. to, um, to demonic influence for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, it started as a physical thing and then I got yeah. more interested in the philosophies and, and the religious aspect of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like what... drew you in, drew you in like, like slowly, bit, right? slowly. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. At first, it was just to get a hot body. <laughs> this is really interesting. Well, who doesn't want a hot body? Right, exactly. That's how they get you. Look. 
Oh my gosh. Um, so Emma, I was wondering, were you always a follower of Christ or did that come like later in your life? No, that came, that came later. No, I was, <laughs> uh, you know, before coming to Christ, you know, it was in like, you know, bands and partying and, you know, all that, you know, kind of, you know, kind of stuff. And then um, someone told me about Jesus. Someone told me about Christ. And I, I was like, you know, at first I'm like anybody else. I'm like, ah, that's, you know, bunch of crap, <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, oh, you, you need it as a crutch, you know, like I didn't, like I wasn't doing all these, you know, drinking and smoking and, and drugs as a crutch. Right. So, um, and so, but yeah, anyway, so it, it, uh, the, the testimony came from a credible, uh, credible source, which was my guitar teacher at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so it was, you know, it was basically, you know, I'm not crazy. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I know you're not crazy. Da-da-da. So finally it, you know, I just, you know, uh, finally after, you know, after a while of chiseling away at me, right. Like, uh, uh, it, it finally connected and, uh, I accepted Jesus Christ. And then, uh, as soon as I did, um, one, I tell the story in the book. And as soon as I did, that's when I realized all this stuff was, was absolutely real, right? Scales come off your eyes. You see everything differently. But what happened was the first time I actually went to prayer, I knew nothing about prayer. I knew nothing about nothing. You know, I'm, I'm fresh off the boat. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it sounds like. I don't know how to do it. I don't know anything about anything. Right. I'm like, I'm on square one. Right? Yeah. And so I'm like, all right, I guess, I guess I get on my knees. I don't know. So I, I'm on my knees and, uh, and, um, and I'm talking to the air and I'm like, I, okay, this is weird. I'm talking to the air. Great. Right. And so when then all of a sudden, uh, I, I feel something enter the room. And it's, you know, and it's uh, a malevolent, you know, evil feeling that kind of entered the room. And it comes right up behind my right ear and just stops there. And I I scrunch my shoulder to kind of shirk it away because I knew something was there. And then all of a sudden a voice spoke as clear as I'm speaking to you directly into my ear. And it said, you might have gone to God, but you belong to me. Uh, yeah, you might've gone to God, but you belong to me. Um, you will always be mine. I'm never going to let you go. Clear as day, clear as day, as, as clear as I'm speaking to you. And the funny thing is, is, um, you know, Hollywood would have you believe that these, these kinds of dark forces and monstery things have gravelly horse voices and, and things of that nature that it was fact, the opposite was true. Uh, the voice was actually very placid. Um, it was had a regal, a regal authoritative sense to it, like a like even princely and silvery. Uh, but beneath, beneath this this uh, this voice, you can sense this current uh, underbelly of of cunning evil as it spoke. And so, uh, and clear as I'm speaking to you, that's what was was spoken into my ear, and that was my. And that's when I was like, I was like, okay, uh, th- this stuff is, uh, you know, the, wow. I'm sold. <laughs> this stuff is everything. It's all real. Well, Can't I'm surprised it, it, all, didn't, it didn't discourage you actually, like freak you out and be like, I'm never praying again. Like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> that's your first experience. Like that was my that. first experience. Oh right. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. 
I can't yeah. say anything like that's ever happened to me in my yeah. whole life. <laughs> yeah. And it was audible. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't something I thought it wasn't something, you know, uh, I wasn't coming off of a high. I was straight as a pin <laughs> drop, you know, as straight as an, an arrow. And, uh, it was, uh, you know, as, as clear as day. Wow. That's crazy. And did the voice ever come back? Like when you pray? Um, no, uh, not in the sense, not in that sense. Now it just kind of comes in like, you know, attacks and, you know, midnight assaults or, you know, the three in the morning assaults. They like, they like the three in the morning thing. Um, so it, it just, you know, it comes at night and it, it comes out of the blue. Um, and it's, uh, I don't think much has been said since, but just, uh, more along the lines of just assaults. Wow. That's crazy. And does that happen to you like frequently still those kind of things? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, one of the, one of the things that just was, was pretty recent, um, you, you get these minor episodes, you know, you get, you know, kind of scared out of bed or, you know, a shaking or, you know, something grab at you and you wake up. Right. So you get these minor excuse me, these minor accounts, right? But then there's those, you know, the scary, real scary ones where um, would happen sometime last year. Um, um, my father had, had passed away sometime in, in, in May of last year. And uh, I was cleaning out his closet and I came across uh, an old faded green sweater and then uh, an old uh, Miami Hurricanes uh, tee, uh, t-shirt and uh and so I, I i go to bed that night and then i feel something sense something enter the room right and i look up and it's my father i mean in every sense of the word now my father looks like like danny devito just to give you a visual like he's a you know awesome. little italian guy yeah um and uh and so he's and he's standing there and he's looking and he's wearing this green faded sweater which i know he would never be caught dead wearing at this point because it's been in the closet like 20 years, right? And, uh, and he's holding the, the Miami Hurricanes shirt folded up. And so I'm looking at him, and I'm, I'm, over, I'm already suspicious that this is really not my father, but he starts walking towards me, and he comes in, and I'm laying down, so he comes in for like this really awkward hug. So he comes in for this hug, and I don't hug back, because <laughs> you can sense this eeriness, you know, mm. coming off this unnerving kind of sensation. So he comes in for a hug, and he pulls his face back, and when he pulls his face back, it's right before mine, and the sides of his face are melting, like, like back, like, you know, like cigarette paper, just kind of, like, burning backwards. And inside was a skull with two gleaming yellow eyes boring into me. And it was funny, because it wasn't just, like, a solid skull, it was like a skull that you could see that had so much depth into it. It was like looking into space. It was really strange. And it was, but it was, it was, you know, the eyes were boring into me trying to like, you know, uh, it was provoke the fear. Yeah. So, and, and that was, so that was one of the latest like major episodes that was um, that, you know, one of the things that kind of continued, you know, that's wild. Things. Yeah. Well, I wonder what would have happened if you hugged back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I mean, I sensed that it was when I saw the the green sweater. I'm like, okay, 
but that's the but that's the scary part is because this you know these things and these these um, entities and these demons they have the ability to kind of transform and change themselves into any form or image they want, mm-hmm. and they know what my father looks like. They know what he sounded like. They know what his you know they know what his laugh sounded like. They know what his he smelled like. They know what he you know. And that was what was funny was because like he wouldn't have been caught that wearing that sweater. I mean, maybe if you put a new one on, I would have believed it. But like, but uh, but you know. So as, as soon as like that was happening, I knew that you know I've I've had enough experiences to know that this is not really my father. And I you know, and I was it, it freaks you out. But having gone through like a lot of these kinds of episodes, um they they freak you out they alarm you but they don't you know they it, it didn't freak me out to the point where uh had i've never experienced anything excuse me that would have you know that would have made anybody run for the hills <laughs> but yeah uh, I would yeah be crying <laughs> screaming. yeah yeah it's freaky oh my god or maybe frozen in fear i don't know yeah yeah and it, it does paralyze yeah it is freaky yeah, absolutely. I wonder too, like in your opinion, MR, uh, when people do see like dead ancestors or recently passed, do you think that's usually not the actual person? This is a complicated subject. Um, in this case, um, that was a demonic being, hands out, no doubt about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's those other instances where for some reason that it's either, you know, God allows it or whatever the case may be. And this is a, and this is a a mysterious thing that goes back to like, I've done research on this and it was like, even, you know, ministers in the 1600s had wrestled with this, this issue of a deceased relative appearing shortly after death. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, and, 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 either you know giving some sign that they're okay or or whatever the case may be you know i found reports of a, a minister increase mather who was like the you know the the greatest um uh the, the greatest minister of time in the in early america um he even he struggled with that issue so i think there are two different things i think there's this demonic visitation and then i believe that there is something that god allows to assure um for for whatever reason i mean he's god he can do what he wants but i did actually see my father um a a day or two after uh after his death and he had a a host of of health problems um so we weren't really sure like which (laughs) which one you know which one caused him to, to to pass away but my sister calls and she tells me she goes i saw i saw danny in a dream and he was pointing to his to his to his heart she goes, I, I, and I think it's his heart. I'm, I'm convinced it's his heart. And me being me, I didn't say anything. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it was probably a demon. And it was just right. And, and then like the next day, my father shows up and he looks, you know, <laughs> healthy and, and, you know, glow to his face. And, and he, and he just stood there and he just kind of just pointed right there in his heart. And, um, and so it was like, uh, to me, it was, it was like, whoa. So it was like, and that wasn't demonic. That absolutely was not demonic. So I think there's, there's two things. And I forget what the actual, um, the term is. I want to see like, um, 
phenomenon, uh, after death appearance phenomenon. There's a name for it. Okay. I'm just not aware of, I just can't think of it at the moment, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, and that was a, and, and that was not an evil thing. And so I think there's, there's two things, but for mostly what we're talking about here is, <laughs> uh, demonic, you know, manifestations, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's really interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not sure. Are you familiar with the St. Padre Pio at all? Padre Pio. Yeah, I know who he is. I haven't done any kind of extensive research, but yeah, I, I do. Know yeah. Who he is. yeah, I just bring him up because um, I know that he we used to have like a lot of demonic attacks, like yeah. from the devil himself, actually. And uh, he got it got to the point where he would just be like, "Oh, it's just you, old Bluebeard." That's what he used to call him. He's like, "Whatever, like just That's go funny. shut up in the corner." Like he yeah, got so used to it, right? But yeah, he did there... say that, like, oftentimes when, like, that, yes, like you're saying that the devil can take different forms, appear to us in different ways. Like he he even had um, demonic visits where the devil appeared as Jesus himself. Sure. But the yeah. thing is, or actually as the Blessed Mother or people sure. he knew, he's like, but yep. the difference is like something will be off. Yeah. Like it won't be like, for example, if it was like Mary, like the Blessed Mother, she'd have like six fingers. Yeah. Or like her <laughs> I mean, dress yeah. would be like torn. Like yeah. something is like not 100% right. So. Right. But that is like freaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I believe it. There was a there was a guy who was a minister. His name was Smith Wigglesworth. And uh, he it's a great he, name. Yeah, he procured. He was a you know he God would heal through him. He was very powerful, nice. and um, and so uh, the he he had talked about a time when the uh, Satan had entered his bedroom while he was asleep, and he sat on the end of his bed, and so and Smith rolls over. He looks up. He goes, "Oh, it's just you," and he <laughs> rolls back, and he rolls back to sleep. It was like, but no, but you have to you know you have to go through many experiences before you get to the point where you're like, Oh, it's right. Just yeah. It's just, he's coming to you so often. You're just so used to it. And you're like, right. Oh, just like F off. Like whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. Padre Pio even had the stigmata like yeah. that was like his level of like, like that's crazy, you know, and many mm -hmm. miracles like through him and um, mm -hmm. conversions and whatnot. So yeah. it's really, really interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. Yeah. Um, and then another thing I wanted to ask you, I think it kind of relates to what NY was touching on before when like maybe the idea that like demons are just like different aspects of ourselves kind of thing. Do you think that like things like depression or anxiety or like addiction, do you think that those are like a psychological phenomena or that is actually like more of a demonic influence than society gives credit for uh, it's twofold and I actually go into all of that in the book. Mm. Um, so we talk about like, so we have these fallen angels, which are, you know, devils and demons um, that, that function in the, you know, in the unseen world around us. Right. And, you know, they all have names, you know, I have a name, you have a name, we all have names, but, um, and so do they, but they're better known by the role or the function that they do. And these things are uh, their spirits, right? And so they have uh, spirits of fear, which is a spirit, spirits of uh, depression, which is a spirit, uh, spirits of, you know, anxiety and suicide, um, pharmacoi, where we get our word pharmacy 
from, yes. which means in the Greek sorceries. Um, and so we have all of these kinds of different spirits operating in the realm around us. And what happens is they, they, they take hold in our lives, right? So we can just think like we're walking around. I'm like, oh, just major depression. But, it, you know, it's natural to be somewhat depressed. But then there's a there's a there's a you know there's a spot where it's just a demonic grip. It's too oppressive. It's too heavy. It's too, you know, it's it's too much, right? You can't you can't move. You know, you can't move on in life. It's just you know over. So there, you know, and, and same thing with like anxiety and, and all of these other things where they do take a grip into the life and into someone's life, and in, and in those regards. There's, you know, um, there's the spiritual component and then there's the natural component because then you have to uh, deal with the, you know, the, the self as well because you can drive these things out, right? But then there's still things that we need to work through emotionally or whatever to kind of uh, get us back into a, you know, back into fighting shape, so to say, you know. Uh, but yeah, they, a lot of these things are functioning in the world around us without people know being influenced by it. And they're, you know, we're trying to knock it back with pills. We're trying to knock it back with, you know, all these kinds of things. And it's like, you can't, you can't remedy a supernatural or spiritual condition um, with, with natural, natural means. It's a, it, it needs to be, the spiritual component needs to be handled as well. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Andrew. It's funny how like the, you're saying that there's a spirit of like, like pharmacological like things and then we like suppress those symptoms with like medicines right or drugs but then it just like enhances the problem it's like a perfect like setup yeah it is i I go into real detail uh in the book into what these what these things what uh, what these medications are you know talk about i give three stories in the book where people said they were hearing voices and one of the stories I like to talk about is a 12-year-old boy. He walks up uh, one night um, into his grandparents' bedroom uh, with a shotgun, and he blows them both away. And he gets in their truck, and he drives it on a joyride. I think he burned the truck or something like that. And, and uh, so the cops finally catch him. And, uh, you know, so anyway, so he was like, uh, you know, was, whether it was in court or it was the cops, were like, well, you know, why would why did you do this? Um, well, he says, well, you know, I was hearing, I was hearing voices and what did they say? He said to kill. And it just kept coming over and over and over and over. And so powerfully that he said, the only way to make these voices stop was to do what it was commanding me to do. And the, the factor was, is that he was recently put on a medication and, um, and I have two other stories in the book that are very similar who were increased their medication or on medication. Now the um, uh, the line that runs through all of it that connects these these things is um, ancient mysticism. They used to uh, an ancient religions in their rituals, um, ritualistic sex and ritualistic um, um, to to hear voices in their rituals and everything like that. They would uh, they would use opium mm-hmm. and the poppy. You know, and so they would use that at, they do their, uh, as an inhalant, uh, smoke it, 
or you know they they also made tablets back then too as well and uh and so these things would be you know be used to hear voices uh in their religious ceremonies right and 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 then they would have like you know they would call them prophecies or like the, the oracle would right you know would orate but she's actually hearing these voices which mm -hmm. i believe are demons and so that makes the connection today the same thing that's in our opioids today is the opium plant we get it from opium or synthetic derivative i believe that this kind of thing opens up a spiritual realm um, without people understanding they're just trying to take a medication and they're they've prescribed it but i believe that it's 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 a drug that opens up uh into the spiritual dimension and that's why these people are are hearing these voices is because they've you know ingested this thing unwillingly knowing you know un unknowingly um opening up a, a spiritual pathway so to say to be to hear these these voices i don't believe they're crazy i believe they really were hearing these voices yeah i've, I've often wondered if taking certain medications tend to put you in the state or create some vibratory rate inside your body to make you open or to where you can connect to other things. I like believe so. Like what you were saying, like uh, trying to expand yeah. on that, I guess. Well, I believe so. I mean, it was used in, uh, like I said, it was the same, you know, the connecting line is the poppy, the opium. And we're, use, and we're using it in our medications or derivative of. Mm -hmm. Even going back to... Some people that were kind of that I know of that were well known or you know uh, supposedly you know well known magicians within the Ordo Templi Orientis the OTO. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have Crowley. He mm -hmm. had a heroin problem at one point. Oh yeah. Uh, if you watch, uh, it was a Dark Angel. I don't know how. You know, I already from my experience, I can say it's a little dramatized that show. I mean, there was no orgies when I went to the Gnostic Mass. Maybe there was. At uh, at his lodge, but even mm. like Jack Parsons, when you watch that show, I mean, even you know people in that have issues with heroin mm. use, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and even um, what's his face, James Wasserman, who started Tahuti Lodge in New York, had even said at the beginning there was a lot of partying and heroin use. Mm -hmm. So I've often wondered, like, what the, you know, what's up for that? And it even is heroin does even come up in Crowley's seven 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 book as a drug to be used for certain effects. Yeah. Well, there's a reason why it's used. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, even cocaine yeah. is even listed in, in his book too. Sure. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, and that's another thing. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're using drugs or if you're, you know, your continual use of drugs, you're allow a grip in your, you know, uh, stronghold to take hold in your, in your life. Yeah. Not only do you have a drug addiction, but you, you also have a demonic grip um, to, to break as well. So yeah. I believe these things again, are there, they are opening up these demonic, um, pathways, um, in order to, you know, um, to hear spirits. Now they're not, they're not taking their prescribed medicine to hear spirits. They don't even know about that. Right. <laughs> they're just, they're just, Oh, I'm depressed. I'm just going to, you know, doctor gave me these pills and, you know, or the, you know, the pusher, uh, giving me these pills in the white coat, uh, giving me his bills and, uh, legal pusher. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. I also thought that's behind like the trend to DMT now. 
it's very trendy to mm. like microdose or right like, yes you know do ayahuasca like yeah. go heal yourself in the jungle and like same thing you know all this i feel yeah. like it's getting more popular on purpose yeah i agree know? and I people agree. will think they have a dmt trip and all of a sudden they know everything about the spiritual right. realm right yeah exactly but with continued use it's going to uh, ultimately end up in a destruction of some kind right yeah, I've even I've even looked at I mean the whole thing even with like a uh, drug addiction when it comes to like drugs and stuff like that becoming addicted to them. In my opinion, like th the reason for that, I would assume is that there's some problem up in here. There's guilt, shame, anger, hate, fear, whatever, and then you're taking things from the material world and thinking you're going to fix a spiritual problem. Yeah, yeah, and that's just going to make it worse. I think. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. when you talk about like yeah, because when you talk about um, you know, drug use or alcoholism or any kind of addiction, even sex addiction, porn addiction, whatever. Um, you're, you're dealing with trying to heal some form or medicate some form of trauma, some form of some, you know, something. Yeah. So, but these things, they don't, they don't heal. You have to do some real inner healing and some work to get at the root of that thing as to why you're using the things that you're using, what is it inside that you're trying to medicate? And so, but you're never going to get to that bottom because if you keep using, you just keep numbing and you just keep numbing and you just keep numbing, but it takes some real, it takes some real spiritual work. It takes some real personal uh, work to get at these emotions um, that, and a lot of this stuff starts in childhood. Um, you know, wh whether it was, um, uh, a neglect of a parent, uh, you know, a, a, a molestation or, um, you know, even things of like harsh criticism and laughter at, or, you know, at some, you know, your child order. So a lot of these things and problems actually are very, very more deeply rooted than one would think. But we have to do, and it's painful work, but we have to do the work to basically peel back that onion mm -hmm. to get to the cause. And, and by, by, you know, using, you know, drugs, sex, alcohol, all we're doing is basically we're just, we're just numbing and we're not healing. And, you know, and the more you do, the more, you know, the more you need, you know, because it, you know, each, the more you do it, it, uh, you, it doesn't have the same effect. So you have to take more and more and more and more. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, you, you know, it, it takes an emotional work. Um, to get to the bottom of these these hurts and these pains and these issues, um, and not just a a pill, a porno channel or a porno site or a uh, you know, and then, a, and then a the drug. And then the wild thing is, is that you you choose those options and you're like, fuck, I can't stop. Now there's more guilt. Yes. Fuck, I can't yeah. stop. Yeah. Now there's oh, more. It's shame. a vicious cycle. Fuck, I it can't is. stop. Now there's more fear. I can never stop. So it's like you're actually compounding. The yeah. issues to begin with going yeah. on, doing it that way. Yeah, I mean, it is a vicious cycle. And they talk about a vicious cycle. Yeah, because it is vicious because there's a torment involved. <laughs> like, it's just this this carousel of torment. You know, it's a, you know, it's, you know, take guilt, you know, depress, repeat, right? It's <laughs> depress, depression, repeat. And it's just, you know, it's just this merry-go-round, you know. And again, it's, you know, we have to do the, the hard work inwardly yeah. to to overcome a lot of these things awesome. you know
Totally agree. Oh, absolutely. And I think when you do start to try to change and improve yourself, that's when, like, if there is a, a spiritual demonic element to it, they will increase that yeah. on you absolutely. when they see you trying to, like, break free. Yeah, you know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And also, oh, too, yeah. like, how we have, we do have such a, like, a sick society, you know, and even in, like, things in our media, like, said that, you know, Satan is the prince of this realm. So yes. it would make sense that he would want to make his kingdom a certain way to affect the human psyche that would mm-hmm. make us feel hurt, injured, sick, depressed, like, right. that we then have to, like, seek out these other ways of coping, Right, you know, exactly. it almost gives them more entry into our spirit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So it's, it, it and none of those things are good. No. <laughs> and so, um, you know, so he does, he wants to, to rob from your life. He wants to take away from your life. He wants to, you know, um, ultimately, you know, kill faith and kill anything good and ultimately destroy you. So it's, you know, there's, there's nothing, there's no good demon in the spirit realm. Right. You know, that's what you just said. And, and not to get like out there or kind of like off the topic or go back to something you said, you said the devil wants to kill what steal and destroy you. Mm-hmm. Um, I would assume that stuff doesn't go on in heaven, right? No, absolutely not. Because what these things are, these, these are the angels that fell from heaven. Well, see, that's what uh, I was going to get com- at now. If those were the angels yeah. that fell from heaven, could it quite yeah. possibly be that here on earth we're just the fallen angels already? Because only here in the flesh will those things no. happen. <laughs> it doesn't happen in heaven. <laughs> no, no, it does not happen in heaven, that's for sure. But well, it happens here in the physical uh, world. Are- <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, they're, they're, fallen, you know, they're fallen entities. Uh, we are... Um, they are a creation of God, and we are also a creation of God. So there, there's two different creations. Right. Um, and so, and that's why it's like we ourselves are not fallen angels because we have a natural body that, that God made, a male, female body. Um, and these angels have another form of body. Right. They have a spiritual body. And so... Um, what exactly that looks like, I don't know, but it, it talks about like Lucifer in heaven before his fall. Well, even now, Lucifer himself was the most beautiful angel God had ever created, and he held the highest the highest office. He had he was guardian of God's throne, um, and in his body or in his form, it says that um, he was made with you know diamond, gold, beryl, ruby, sapphire, topaz. Um, all these glittering jewels were part of his form. And so what, what that looks like, I, I don't know, yeah. but his name is a light bearer. So in the light of God, when this, when this being, this angel moved, he was just flashing, brilliantly flashing light, uh, a brilliance. So when he moved, it was brilliant. And not only that, it says that there was musical instruments built into his form as well. It says pipes and timbrels were within you. So it's believed that he was actually the choir leader or the music minister of, of all of heaven. So when this being moved, it was just glittering, you know, light emitting, light bearing being, brilliant light. And not only that, 
it was music was coming from him. It's not that he was playing music. He was music. And so, um, it, you know, and this is who Lucifer is. It's not that he's a horned beast in a, you know, in a hairy monster or a man in red tights with a goatee and a pitchfork. He's the most beautiful being God ever created. And so he had this, this high standing in heaven until his beauty, he became prideful about his beauty. And so he thought he himself could be God. Draws a third of the angels to his cause to, to take over the, you know, to, to create a war in heaven. Um, and ultimately he loses and he gets cast out of heaven with a third of the angels and they're cast to the earth. So we have, I said all that to say we have our form, <laughs> bodily form, and we have, they have their bodily form and they operate and function on the earth. They're not in hell. Uh, they they weren't cast into hell. They were cast to the earth and into the into the cosmos. All right. Yeah. I just happen to have a not so popular belief with that. So I just wondered where you were mm. thinking. Because like I already right. look at like all right, we were born into sin. I mean, I I know I'm sure I can pretty much say, not to speak for both of you, but I'm sure all three of us have sinned before. So is it possible that we've just done this before and we don't get into heaven and we fall back to this plane? You know, I'm just, uh, it's just theories, you know, just things that I, yeah. I wonder, you know. <laughs> well, I'm no, I mean, it's, the Bible says it's appointed for man to die once and then the judgment. And so it's like, so we're, so we're, you know, we're one day we're going to face, um, we're going to face the Lord on a throne and give account to what we've done and what we've said and what we've thought. And, and ultimately the judgment is going to come down. It's like, did you accept the sacrifice of my son? It wouldn't, you know, um, everything's forgivable. Every act, every, you know, every, everything done against, you know, against God is forgivable. Um, except blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But, um, but every act is a forgivable act. And the only thing that we're going to be judged on is what did you do with my son? Uh. That's it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I always am fascinated by the story of the fallen angels. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like so key to having a better understanding of how the world works and how it operates. Yeah. And that's like my biggest problem with like church, for example, yeah. is that I feel like they do withhold that mm -hmm. story from us. Like I attend Catholic church mostly. Right. So right. it's like I never heard that story growing up other than like maybe – you know, just glancing over it in Genesis here and there, but it was never explained in detail. Like, know. you know, this is I how know. they, these principalities now like rule the earth basically, right. which right. leads me like into my next thought. Um, Cause I think I posted something one time on Instagram about like the politicians or the political powers that like rule our world are not even like human. Yeah, And I think you commented on it and you were like, absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah yes. we could go into that for a second yeah because yeah i would love that's, to that's funny that i commented on it you yeah because like, i'm make poking sense. around and i'm just seeing stuff yeah. and i'm like you know rifling things off so that's funny. yeah it would make sense like if those um if that third of angels was cast down to earth and then satan is said to be the prince of this realm well yeah. then wouldn't it make sense that he would install his minions to oversee yeah. like different areas like geographically, like physically. 
Yes. Yeah. 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 Let me talk about that for a second yeah, because it's, you, you know, it's, it's, it's little known and never even, you know, you wouldn't see it without somebody telling you about it. So, mm-hmm. so, okay. So how I like to explain uh, the demonic realm and how it, and how it, you, and how it influences and how it spreads ideals and plans and schemes and things of that nature, uh, ideologies, um, causes, uh, and the demonic world or demons need people to operate through. So there are people who are influenced by them, whether knowingly or knowingly. I was unknowingly, and there are many, many who are under this the influence of this um, government or the principalities or principles of Satan, right? You don't have to worship a statue and you don't have to, you know, you don't have to worship Baphomet. All you have to be is out of, from underneath the principles of God to be under the principles of Satan. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now if we look at this, this, uh, this realm, uh, as influencer marketing, right. And we know what influencer marketing is. So we, we, we take this, we'll just use Instagram first. We'll take, we'll take this Instagram, uh, influencers got 20 million followers, right? And uh, we give her or him this this product. We say, now go tell all of your 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 minions about this amazing health product, right? And um, and so basically, if I was a smart devil, which he is, I would go after who would I go after? The opinion leaders. I would leaders. go right. Exactly. <laughs> I would go after. Presidents, heads of state, judges, lawmakers, um, uh, company big head company heads, um, rock stars, actors and actresses, filmmakers, creatives, broadcast of course broadcast because you need to broadcast it out there, and so this is the this is how influencers marketing works whether influence knowingly or unknowingly by it. Um, but it's, it's basically, it's, it's taking an ideology or whatever and, you know, using, uh, an unsuspecting or maybe not so unsuspecting person to, you know, to, um, to disseminate these ideas and ideals and plans and causes. And so the demonic realm needs people to work through. And, uh, there's seemingly many that are, are working under its influence without even knowing it. And that's why I wrote the book. I just wanted to toss up the devil card real quick. If you notice, he's just kind of standing on a uh, pulpit a little bit. There. Yeah, Baphomet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like standing that, on yeah. something like he has an audience as well, listening to his bullshit. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Right? He's, well, he's, standing yeah. up, he's standing up on his little soapbox telling people what to fucking think and believe. He's it's standing true. on a black square, of course. Yeah. Black yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. This is- <laughs> All things. Sorry, yeah, just when sure. you were it's saying picture, that, I yeah, was like, it's... "This just looks like the fucking tarot card I have." That's exactly because that's exactly what he does. Yeah, you know, and it's again, it's not a horned monster. You have the most cunning intellectual, um, you know, being the one of the highest beings to ever grace the corridors of heaven. You know, now he's he's fallen, and um, you know he still maintains all of those powers. And so he didn't lose his powers. He just lost his home. Yeah. And oh, he still domain. got that neurologistic programming going on. Spot on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean, he's still, you know, he's using people to broadcast and influence and draw people to, you know, uh, away from the things of God and into his causes. I mean, then yeah. to even get, to even get more deeper into it when you're speaking, it's air, air. Yeah, yeah well, it's power. And, and then uh, somebody and listens the to it in. and then acts. Prince yes. of air again. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Definitely. Put your mask on. <laughs> right? Well, and even like um, how you're saying is um, Lucifer's body was supposedly made of like musical instruments and stuff. Yes. Well, like he definitely uses the music industry. Yes. And targets, you know, yes. very talented performers and singers and ar- artists to, yeah. you know, yeah. spread yeah. his message. And then also yes. combined with frequency. Yeah. Because of the way music works, right? It can yeah. just like get right into our brain. <laughs> well, it's, it's, I think it's uh, music itself is one of the most powerful forces there, there are. And then, you know, there's not much that can. I can hear a song and think of 35 years back what I was doing. Like it's very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and obviously music is near and dear to his heart. That's who he is. He is a musician <laughs> and not only a musician, like the, the musician. master. <laughs> and so, um, you know, so, and that's why, yeah, he, he uses music at a very, very high level. You know, and then, you know, and when you listen, um, you know, when you when you start digging into this stuff, you know, more, you know, the more famous these people get. Well, you you've heard these stories, you know, Bieber or Jay-Z or, you know, these people, they have to do more and more heinous things to get to this level. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want. Yeah. You want this level of fame. Exactly. All right. You got to. Yeah. yeah. You, we uh, had sacrifice on, this. Uh, this drugged out kid. Yeah, we had on uh, another guest a while back, uh, Zachary King, mm-hmm. who was a former uh, satanic high wizard who mm-hmm. would um, initiate people into the music industry. That was part of his job. Yeah. I, so, yeah, he yeah. can attest to that yeah. as well. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, it's yeah. true. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. And also, um, and why when we had on uh, Jahan, he was an aspiring musician and was going to get contracts and stuff, but he decided not to because his lawyer actually sat him down and was like, Hey, I really don't think this industry is for you. Like based on like the kind of person you are, because you're going to have to do X, Y, Z. And he was like, maybe I don't want to sign that contract. (laughs) Yeah. So it sucks because, you know, talented people have big dreams and they want to, you know, share their gift and perform and it, it fulfills them to, to do that. But then yeah. it comes at such a price, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, how bad you want it, right? right? I definitely yeah. And people and people do it because they, it's such a, yes. you know, a powerful drive. There is a drive to being a musician. You yeah. Know, myself, I'm one as well. So it's like um, there, I know that drive, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, um, you know, but people are willing to do whatever they need to do to, you know, get this price of fame, but, but little they know is like when they get there, it's still not going to satisfy. No. Yeah. I think it was interesting that you said something before about uh, remembering like things from like 35 years ago. I started to realize that um, like near the end of, I guess my magical career that music mm-hmm. and even sense certain incense and stuff that I would, Oh yeah. Be, yeah. I'd be Smell. using during yeah. rituals, like literally would almost like either the whiff of it or the music yeah. playing 
will bring back this image that is like almost like a fucking movie screen in my mind. Like it almost yes. took me back to yes. that time. And I was like, yo, something is up with that as well. I yeah. truly believe. Yeah, it's it's so powerful. Yeah, I mean, literally, you could put yourself back in that actual scene. And you're right, it is like a movie screen playing in your head. And then we have um, the Gateway Project. I don't know if you ever heard of that. That uh, was, was that? Um, Monroe back in like the early or mid-70s. Uh, of course, it happened on Long Island, I think, originally, where I'm from. Uh, they, they basically had noticed that putting, uh, you know, headphones on people or whatever and playing specific tones and doing binaural stuff can start making people click out and start astral projecting and having these wild experiences. So like that in itself was showing you back then sound when your brain hemi sinks, it can take you somewhere. Maybe you're not normally going. Yeah, there's something, I guess there's something to it, or they wouldn't have, like, certain religions have, you know, like, sounds and symbols and, you know, and, you know, gongs or whatever, but maybe there's something to it. I was just reading yeah. something about uh, 432 hertz in music. Yes. Um, Again, and that it was, like, opposed uh, to the, the 440, he- yeah. Yeah, like, the he- opposed to 440, correct, and mm-hmm. it was, like, that was the healing tone, because music has a real healing property to it. And then yep. that's how music, powerful music is. There is a, a healing to it, uh, certain music, right? And uh, and it, I was just doing some reading on, there was a specific, you know, 432 um, hertz was that, that healing, like, vibration. I never really talk about things in vibrations or anything like that. But, like... Um, so it was just something I was just doing some reading up on. I was like, that's that's very, very, that's very interesting because it, it could be that, you know, you, that it was healing, right? And then somewhere along the line, it was changed to like, nope, that's too good for, for the people and we don't want them healed. So we're going to change it to this frequency to 440 so people don't, don't, um, aren't, operating or functioning in the fullness of the power that they were actually created to function in. Yes. Could be. I don't know. Yeah. No, I yeah. think that's a hundred percent accurate <laughs> based on mm. what I know about it. That's yeah. the same conclusion. And it's in everything, like mm. not only in our music, but like even in the things, the fabrics our clothes are made of. Yes. Uh, like polyester yeah. is like harmful to like our skin and it affects yeah. like our resonance, like our bodily, like, function um mm-hmm. so we're like attacked from like every angle like the air yeah. is sprayed and it's not the natural the food is the food the like food for me is poof. yeah the food for me is the most evil thing because if you look at everything everything has uh everything has soy in it right hmm. and soy decreases the testosterone um and you know a strong man is a dangerous man is a powerful man yes. uh and so if you look at your food everything there's no reason for soy to be in everything <laughs> no. no or now for what eggs. reason does my corn need soy now now, <laughs> now cricket powder swear to god watch out the back of your like the back of your uh, boxes for food like ingredients you really have to read it because now they'll sneak in like cricket like what's it called chitin chitin oh yeah yeah they're it. trying yeah they're, they're yeah. trying social condition us for for mm-hmm. yeah we're gonna eat bugs and but they'll put it in and stuff and they'll call it non-gmo and all this right. stuff but then if you look on the back it has the ingredient of like ground crickets basically Just, in like snack foods like healthy chips you'd find at like whole foods or whatever 
Yeah, I think it's clear to see that this world is under the influence of evil. Oh. Right. <laughs> like like corn like corn was a problem, and now we have to start adding soy to it. Like we've been eating it for what? How long? And now all of a sudden we got to add soy to it. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. God created these things very very perfect for the human body, right? Yes. He created them perfectly. You know, in fact, it even says in the Bible, I've put healing in the leaves, and there's certain trees that are you know, outlawed to grow, you know, you can't get, um, um, what was the, um, uh, oh, uh, um, a, a nut. It was a, um, uh, an almond, like the arsenic kind of almonds. They're outlawed because they heal cancer. Wow. So everything that has healing property, man somehow develops some way to, you know, to, cut it from the, you know, cut it out from our, our use. Mm, I heard that too about dandelions too, actually. Dandelions are great. Dandelion root, uh, the leaves, like you can make it into like a tincture. It helps like prevent cancer and disease. But then, then it's no wonder that they just want us to spray them with Roundup. Yep. Yeah. Right? Like what a joke. Yeah. What a joke. I always say like the elites or whatever you want to call them, like the powers that be, they're actually hysterical in a very dark humorous way yeah like they really have pulled a fast one on us they have they have well you need to be educated because like when you look at um the early roots of america say the native american roots of america now say what you want about native americans or whatever but they knew what plants and roots and branches and barks did what Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, they knew that the cherry tree inside the cherry tree, you take the soft part of the cherry tree and you boil that down. Well, that heals coughs and colds and you know things of that nature. And so they knew what they were, you know, they knew what they were doing with with the earth oh. and um, the creation around them. That's why they sense. make cherry flavored cough syrup. Yeah. That's why they make cherry flavored cough syrup. Oh, man. They what a joke. They right? not as good with that, huh? It's like, we'll tell you what actually will fix it, but take this. That's like the That's whole, right. uh, we're going to yeah. tell you before the magic happens. That's take right. Take the synthetic That's exactly version right. instead, not the That's real right. thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't take the natural God made thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect in its, in its form and function and use. Yes. But you're going to take our stupid little oh, cough drops man. instead. Yeah. Ludens. We're going to take your ludens instead of God's perfect creation to heal us. But, you know, and there's many plants out there and roots and systems and, uh, you know, roots and trees and barks and, you know, and and fruits and nuts and, you know, things that were made perfect and specifically for our bodies to function as God created them to function. But they're trying to take away because they want to be in control. Yeah. Well, and basically you can rest assured, like anything they tell you, just do the opposite and you'll be 100%. better off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. True. Um, and then one more thing I wanted to ask, I don't know if and why you have any other questions for MR. I have one more. Uh, no, no. no okay. So. Cause I know, you, you know, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but in your opinion, MR, how do you discern the voice of God? like in prayer or like reflection or just in your life, how do you discern the voice of God versus the voice of like the demonic? 
Well, first of all, the devil's really never going to tell you to do anything good, right? He's like, he's never <laughs> well, going to say, hey, hey, you know what? Know, Your mom like, needs a hug. But no, okay, so he wraps his stuff up in good. Yeah. Right? So he wraps it up in good. Um, and But meanwhile, basically, it's the the poison in the apple, the, the silver hooks and purple plums or whatever. So he always wraps some good or, hey, this is a great cause you should get behind. And, you know, but meanwhile, there's some sort of sinister you know, send us a thing behind it. But like, you know, so many, many times the devil's not going to, you know, now the devil has good, you know, good works. He, he will tell you that, you know, you know, do you good, you can do good things apart from God. Right. So it's, you know, so he's not opposed to doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. But many times, um, you know, the voice of God, um, is quiet. The Bible talks about the the still small voice, right? And it talks about that he's going to. He could speak audibly. Um, I've written about that in the book as well. But he also speaks you know, inwardly, right? And the more and the closer you get to to him, the more time you spend um, in prayer and in intimacy. And I mean intimacy, not in a sexual way. As you become like intimate right, an intimate friend or, you know, intimate time, um, the more sharper and more clearer his voice gets. And God actually speaks a lot. It's just that nobody's listening and um, or taking the time out to listen because this is a world of distraction. you got your TVs, your cell phones, your, your this, your Instagrams, your that. Everything is distraction. And God requires settle down, quiet down, get in my presence and be quiet. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's impossible almost for people to do because they can't shut off and the devil knows that. Right. But God requires the opposite. Get quiet, get, get with me and I'll start depositing things in your spirit. I'll start speaking things into it. He also speaks out of the word and, you know, and, God is how you can tell God is many times very, very slow and Satan is very immediate in gratification. Mm. So it's like, you know, Oh, Oh God, I want this. I want that. And it's just like, you know, wait. Right. And that, but Satan is just like, Oh, here it is. Right. And so, you know, but there's always a, there's always a cost to, to his, but you have to spend a lot of time with God to be able to discern correctly the voice of God. Not only that, the voices in our own head. So it just comes down to a level of intimacy and friendship with with God uh, in order to hear um, more clearly and to have an understanding as to who is speaking and, and not spearing. But usually, uh, the voice of the devil doesn't come with much good. Hmm. Yeah, I like how you put that about the the still and quiet voice. I sometimes right. forget that myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I was fascinated by this whole chat. <laughs> oh, you know, I did have one. No, it wasn't a question. Well, I guess it is kind of a question. Um, real quick, I didn't mean to. I didn't want to forget. And I was going to ask you earlier in the beginning. Um, it's just something I happen to notice, and it's just I guess maybe because you know I used to be into magic, I will pick these things up. Who determines the pricing on Amazon for your book? 
<laughs> That's funny. Uh, well, sometimes the algorithm, for some reason, picks this crazy number for whatever reason, because oh, okay. books in this category are 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 selling better at this specific price. So sometimes I'll go on and I'll see, you know, it's for sale at you know sixteen, you know, something, right? And other books are performing at the same. You get the same thing. And I'm like, okay, cool. That's whatever. And then there's me. And I put like, um, I put a lot of weird pricings on it because it's from marketing perspective, they actually f- um, perform better when they're not. Uh, now I do have it available for one ninety nine. I didn't feel like going through the whole thing with, with Amazon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, so I'm like, all right, one ninety nine for the Kindle version. Um, but most of the times it's me putting some weird number on there. Yeah, they go, well, because I had noticed 17 is a hugely occult number, so I was just like... Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, that's funny that his book is $17. I was that's like, so funny. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't price yeah. it. No, I, no, yeah, I priced it. that's why things sell better at that price. I know what he was saying. That. I was like, fuck, this doesn't make it sound any better. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Uh, okay, so when it comes down to the $17 price, there was nothing occultic about it. I was just, <laughs> I was just doing I, my research... <laughs> in the similar books in my category. And I thought that would be a similar competitive price. And so well, I maybe that's it why at, that price works. Yeah, to do it like 1699 or 1701. <laughs> not that you intended it. Just that it's no, funny. Like it's yeah. you never know. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Right? No, that just came through like researching my, you know, the space and, <laughs> you know, and coming to the conclusion that, okay, 17 seems like that's going to be the best yeah. Uh, price for this sort of book yeah. in this category. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot. It's just like, no, no. I was like, yo, that's just too funny. <laughs> it's just really funny. I yeah. never, not anything I thought of it was just marketing research. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That was good laughs at least. I'm glad <laughs> you didn't take it the wrong way. I was afraid. Like, no, I, was like, I hope he finds like this funny. I'm trying to make a joke out of it. Not at all. I had no idea 17 was a, yeah. you know, was a thing. Yeah. Well, that's why, I mean, QAnon pushes it so much. They don't, people, oh, don't, oh. people don't realize what they're actually doing with that 17. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm selling books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're selling books. No, I know, I know. I'm just, it was just, you know. Whatever. Selling books, exposing darkness. So that's <laughs> yeah, a good thing. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Use the number exactly. against them. Yeah. Exactly. That's well, it. this is what, well, it's funny because like what, what Demons Among Us does is, you know, how, how evil wraps itself in good. You know, so not only uh, was I going to answer these, you know, use the book as an answer to those, those assaults, I was going to use his very same tactic. So I said, okay, you wrap everything and you wrap everything and every evil thing in good. Well, I'm going to wrap all my good and evil. And now you have demons among us. Yeah, and, and, oh, and, that's and, a good point. And you know, what's funny with that. And that's the same thing is, is that the evil look may actually attract more people to read it. <laughs> yeah, I hate because to say people it. have. Yeah, yeah, no, because the P, you know, it's funny because like, you know, everybody has this sort of, you know, dark fascination, you know, when I, and I start off in the book, I talk about that, you know, America has, you know, a fascination with the occult and the box office numbers prove it, you know, and I talk about the numbers uh, to, to Amityville and I talk about the numbers to, um, uh, Emily Rose or, or, um, exorcist and, and all these things, right. Conjuring. So, so there is, um, there is a real, you know, dark curiosity in all of us. And, and so that's, you know, that's why I, 
you know, I, I made the cover uh, as I did is because there's a dark fascination about it. And, you know, and not only that, it was, I was trying to capture something I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy that you've seen something like that. I'm glad that. I have oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes when I'm, like, praying or whatever, or I feel like a presence, I'll ask not to see. Because yeah. I know it would freak me the fuck out. So it's just like, <laughs> it please don't let me see. Please don't let me see. I tend yeah. to, like, hear things more or, like, sense yeah, but like visual, I'm like no, 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 please, I, I can't, I don't want to know it's here. <laughs> if it's here, I don't want to see it. I know, I, I'm, I'm with you. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time, Mr. That was I a think that was, You know, I'm appreciative of your research and and your book. I hope that a lot of people will pick it up. So just one t- more time, it is available on Amazon. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It is uh, demons among us. Shocking real life stories from the paranormal. Um, look for the creepy white face coming out of the black background. <laughs> and um, but yeah, it is available on Amazon uh, in Kindle and print versions. Kindle version I have available right now for the low, low price of $1.99. Uh, so it's very, very affordable. Uh, and I intend to have it available, you know, in other outlets um, in the coming days and um, finishing up on the audio book as well. So that'll be available in the near future as well. Oh, that's nice. great. Are you doing the audio yourself? Unfortunately, I decided to do the audio myself. All right, and, cool, uh, cool. So, that's but great. I fit. No, I, I seriously, I, I thought it would be more authentic for the audience and the listeners to have that's the author up. himself. Absolutely. No, not too many actually it. do that. That's that's impressive. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's probably no. really hard work. People don't realize. Oh, I couldn't even imagine. <laughs> Writing, horror, a, writing a book. Horror. <laughs> writing a book isn't easy in itself. No. No, it is. I equivalent. That's passion you know, I, and dedication. Yeah, it's like climbing Mount Everest. It's like I don't know what sick thing is inside of me that I have to write books, but uh, uh, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, well I have to say, ha- I, I really, I, I almost wish this was on my show. To be totally honest with you. I really, I really, I had, I had you can put it. No, 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 no. We're just going to have, the thing is, is that I used Teresa to co-host my NY Patriot show. Both of us will probably have you back on in the future on my show. But this, yeah, this was, this was, I had a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, time. thanks for having me. I'm so I'm glad we fun. We had this chance to uh, connect and uh, make a good show. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, and, be, and your links to your books and everything is already in the notes. I already put it in there. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah so you can you find me on check Insta out his and... stuff. It's in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Perfect. So, thank you so out. much. And thank you, NY, for co hosting with me today. Of course. Always. And everyone who was in the chat and listening. And we'll see you in the next one. Later. All right. Bye bye.